G'day everybody, David Redden here, flying solo with the uh, usual Prado and Redders podcast for NDC Cricket. Dan's got work commitments tonight, so just have to put up with me jibbering along. I'm going to have a look at the Newcastle District Cricket Association first grade games played last week. Summary of the results. Walton 6 for 98 defeated Toronto 9 for 106. Charlestown 6 for 190 defeated Waratah Mayfield 9 for 136. I should add that quite a few of these games were decided by Duckworth Lewis. Belmont, 9 for 143, and this is one game that was decided by Duckworth Lewis. So Belmont, 9 for 143, and Hamilton got 7 for 130, and I think they had one ball to spare. So 7 for 130 wins on DLS. The one game that wasn't completed, Newcastle City, 8 for 151, drew with Wests after a downpour at Harker, and they couldn't get back out there. Merriweather, 8 for 201, defeated Cardiff Bullaroo, 8 for 126, with uh, the great man, Captain Cuddles, Josh Geary, taking a hattie, and Stockton in a game that's a real Duckworth-Lewis game. Uni made 123, and Stockton had to get 69 off 16 overs and got them uh, quite comfortably, ended up 1 for 69. First game that we'll, I'm going to talk about tonight is Wall's End and Toronto Workers. This game was played at George Farley Oval. Umpires were Kieran Knight and Scott Thomas. And uh, some legends of scoring there, Jenko and uh, Jack scoring this particular game at uh, George Farley over. Walsham batted first off their 38.1 overs before the rain came down hard and it did bucket down in Newcastle. 6 for 198 off 38.1 overs. Jacob Page has got a lot of runs this year for a bloke that's a, a strike seam bowler. 60 from Jacob. Cooper Lennox, 35. And good to see Coop playing uh, PGs in Sydney. And one of the world's shortest cricketers, Ryan Brooks, 32. And he's a mate who's about the same size in Matt Lynch, 25. A good score there, 198 for six. Matthew Somerville, dependable as always, two for 26 off 7.1. Summers, what are you doing by bowling seven wide, son? And Connor Lupton, who's a good young bowler, um, got the Dennis Lilly headband going, two for 42 off eight. In reply, Toronto um, managed to get for nine to a nine for 106 off 35. Um, by the time the rain had stopped and they got to their equated overs. And uh, from my memory, I, I think Nida told me they had to get something on the lines of 200 to win. Two guys, only two guys made double figures until Bryn Oslan had a bit of a crack at the end. But Luke Garrity, 34, and Cottle Upton, 30. And the wickets, well, this is a surprise. He's got quite a few wickets this season. Joey Clark, four for 15 off six. The great man, Pat McGann, two for 18. Um, off se- he's seven overs. Hope you're well, Pat, and going along all right. And a good solid win to Walls End there. So 198 defeated 106, and Duckworth Lewis came in. In this game, there were 73.1 overs completed due to the rain. So they actually didn't lose too many, which is remarkable. There were other games where we lost a lot. We lost 24 overs at Lynn Oval, as an example. In the uh, next game, Charlestown, 6 for 190, uh, defeated Waratah, 9 for 136. I got a lovely text message from the great man, uh, Chris Oliver, uh, Charlestown Stalwart, Prezzo over there, a great fella, and uh, yeah, he has been uh, having some battles with ill health, and it's great to see he's been at the cricket, to be quite honest with you. And I had a really, really um, ex- uh, happy text message from Chris, who said, look, he's enjoying our podcast, so thanks for that, mate. Big cheerio. But he said, Daniel Chillingworth started bowling legs again and bowled beautifully. But we'll get to that in a minute. Charlestown off their 40 overs with Kim Norris and Alex Seckham with the umpires, Keith Brackenbury, and the, the two outstanding scorers. We're very lucky in Newcastle. You don't realise, everybody, how lucky you are with the quality of scorers we've got in Newcastle until you leave Newcastle. Keith Brackenbury and the estimable Kathleen Pink, the 
great calf, who has the distinct advantage of being a Roosters fan, of course, uh, were in the score box. Charles had 190 off 40. Michael Richardson, the great man, uh, former Newcastle Colt and a terrific young bloke. Mad as a cut snake, but a lovely lad. 82. Chilly, Dan Chillingworth made 59. The rest fell away a bit, to be quite honest. Uh, Chris Randone ended up, up with 20, but they ended up with 190 off 40 after being one for 119. Uh, you wonder, one wondered whether that would be enough runs, to be quite frank, in a 40-over game only. But then there were a flurry of phone calls going around Newcastle, I can tell you, on messages trying to get DLS right, um, because there was a lot of cricket missed in the middle part of the day. Mohamed Farouk, excellent figures, three for 36 off eight there for Waratah Mayfield. So Waratah Mayfield ended up facing 27 overs. So they lost 13 overs there at, um, at uh, <clears throat> excuse me, at Royal Cahiba. Um, and as I said, there were a lot of uh, DLS calculate, the calculators were out on the weekend. And Waratah Mayfield ended up, ended up nine for 136. Dan Chillingworth bowling his leg, he's three for 14. Good to see Adam Winchester, two for 30. A bit expensive, but he took two for. And the reliable Aaron Payne, who continues to bowl um, stock standard medium pace and continues to bowl tightly and continues to take wickets year after year after year. Um, yeah, he's just a remarkable bowler, just keeps at it, keeps at it, keeps at it. He's very persistent. And one of the things with, that, with Payne is that he doesn't give much away. I've hardly ever seen him get tap at all, to be quite honest. And he did the job again on the weekend for Charlestown. Sean Lynch made 47. No, and uh, Josh Murtagh at 22. But very good performance there from Charlestown. A good win for them. Winning by Duckworth Lewis. Six for 190. Beat nine for 136. Um, next game that we're going to do here is Belmont and Hamilton Wickham. This is another game that was dramatically affected by Duckworth Lewis. Again, um, Duckworth Got the calculators out and got things moving here. Glenn Benton and Terry Collins are the umpires. in Gillard. Uh, was one of the scorers there in this game. His son, Joey, who's really come of age since that grand final last year where he batted an eternity for an unbeaten 38 or 39 in one of the most extraordinary grand finals, I think, in Newcastle cricket history. Joey Gellard, 67 off 100 rocks. Uh, 20 to Dan Bailey, 20 to Cam Claridge. Good to see Cam making double figures. Hopefully he'll go well if he gets chosen to play for Newcastle in Bathurst at the Colts in January. And Belmont limped to 9 for 143 off 40 overs. Um, Abe Gibson, 3 for 18. Good to see Abe uh, continuing bowling well. And Reese Hanlon, um, eight, th- 8 overs, 3 for 28 for Reese. So 3 for Abe and Reese. And then Hamilton Wickham just got the runs. Only just. Um, they got ended up with 7 for 130, and they had one ball to go. Through. So they lost a few overs there, but they had one ball left. Uh, in in their in their cal- in their calculation, they just got home for a very important win that keeps them in touch at the top of the ladder. Lachlan Bowles ended up with thirty seven, a good performance of Lachlan thirty seven off seventy three for Hamwicks at the top of the order. And uh, he's a reasonably new name. I don't think he's played too much first grade cricket. And Aaron Cooper ended up with twenty five, a couple of other little chip ins, but. Um, yeah, 11 wides perhaps costing Belmont a touch there, but a very tight and exciting game. Dan Bailey, 2 for 22, and Riley Urquhart, who I've heard a lot of good things about. Very um, fine young seam bowler, apparently a very nice action, very high action. And he's um, in the mix for Colt selection as well this year, 2 for 19. So a very good game of cricket there, actually. Really tight and at Carl Oval, and a very important win to Hamilton. When I read the ladder out, if the ladder's been updated, you'll see why. The next game featured a hat-trick to Captain Cuddles, and we'll go to that now. It's Merriweather and uh, Cardiff. This game was played at Townsend Oval. Merriweather, 8 for 200 and 
won one of the best scores the weekend. Ben Egan, 61, and Paddy Hollihan, 54. Um, and well, I spoke to Dan Smith, Dan Proudman, about this uh, earlier in the week, and he said there was quite a bit in the wicket, and Ben Egan looked like he was batting on another wicket. That's what it was like. Jeremy Smith finished off the innings as well with a late flurry of 25 to get them to 200, which is always a good score on flat decks. And this wasn't a flat deck by any means at Townsend. That's a very good score, 201 off 40 overs. Um, of course, the live scoring, go. here we go, coming back to me now on the computer. The computer's playing up a bit tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And six for 201, three for 45 to Bailey Borough, the best, by far the best of the bowlers. Three for 45. Um and also 11 wides in there, which is, seems to be about standard at the moment. Cardiff had a crack in their reply. They lost 12 overs due to Duckworth Lewis, and they ended up 8 for 126. Bailey Cree, 38, and the Mars made 22 and 28, respectively. And no one else made d- double figures, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, which is kind of interesting and sort of shows where the, the difficulty of the pitch and that only a couple of plays in the whole game made double figures. Jacob Ma made 22 um, in that innings for Cardiff Bullaroo and they fell well short in the chase. And I'll just come up with a few figures for um, 28 off 44 with 2-1. and one. I'll just drill down and have a look at his averages for you. And and for Tom Ma, yeah, uh, Tom Ma ended up with a top second top score there for Carter for 28. Uh, as I said, uh, Jeremy Smith, a very fine double, 25 not out and three for 30 off six. And Josh Geary came on and in, in different overs took a hat-trick. I think Dan described it as uh, one wicket in one over and then two wickets in the next and ended up with a hat-trick and three for 12. So great work for the great man, Josh Cuddles-Geary, and a good win for Merriweather, who are bowling on quite nicely at, at the moment. Don't you worry about them. They are going quite nicely. In the drawn game that was played, West didn't get a bat. Uh, West won the toss and set Newcastle City in at um, Harker Oval. Paul Olsen and Phil Ranger uh, at, at the crease umpiring and two very two very fine scorers again, Andrew Carl, uh, Cahill, sorry, and Alan Brichter. Very, very fine scorers. Gee, there's some intelligence in that particular score box. Cahill and Brichter, goodness gracious me, about 900 degrees between them. Uh, Newcastle City, 8 for 151. Everybody chipped in. Harrison Alomes, slow but effective, 33 of 84. Aidan Patrick Cahill, 29, Bryce Garrett, 30, and a couple other chip-ins, and a rare failure for Angus McTaggart, who made 13. He's been in great form at the start of this season, Guido. Uh, Sideshow Bob, Jeremy Noonan, eight, for, eight overs, three for 39. And the Port Macquarie Express returning um, to cricket, Brad Aldis, two for 18 off seven. He and Peter Logic together uh, after outside of cricket hours. God, goodness me, pest, 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 those two, Dane, and they're dangerous together. Uh, so this game, after they got their 40 overs through City, they ground out 151, there was no more cricket played. So a draw. And when I'll, if we go through the ladder in a few minutes, you'll, that was a very important result for the other teams in the competition. But uh, City, 8 for 151. And again, Harrison Alomes, top scoring. Well done by the young man with 33. The last game that was played um, was one of the ones really dramatically affected. We lost 24 overs at Lynn Oval. Uh, with this is uni playing Stockton Northern Districts at Lynn over Ross McCormack and Ross McKim were the umpires for this game. And uh, the great man, Jack Hillary, was scoring this game as well. He's a terrific fellow, Jack Hillary. Done a lot of good work for that club university for many, many years. And also the Swansea Footy Club. So if you're listening, Jack, great to spend some time with you. And I hope you're well, mate. Uni ended up 123, by far the best score. In fact, the only decent score, Mitchell Lowell, 42 off 70. Worked hard. Um, Nick Foster tied him down, tied him down. He ended up being uh, caught behind off uh, uh, Adrian Chad. 
Now, wickets. Nick, Nick Foster, a superb performance. Two for 10 off eight. That's right. Eight overs, three maidens, two for 10. And Adrian Chad, despite bowling two five wides, ended up three for 27 off 6.1 overs. So if you take the 12 wides out of his bowling figures, you can see he had the ball actually hooping. The ball was moving around for him in the, in the breeze over there at Stocko. And then the rain came. So um, they got through their innings university. All They went through their innings all out 123. We lost 24 overs. So Stockton had uh, Stockton had 16 overs to get 69 after the DLS calculators came out. And uh, Keith Moody and Nick Foster made really quick work. They got the job done in 7.2 overs. Uh, Keith Moody faced no from Landon Price. Price, who took five for the week before for Uni and a Hattie. Uh, started bowling short to Keith Moody. And if you've ever uh, been to Lynn Oval, it's quite short square, and Keith kept on depositing on the hill. So Keith Moody ended up 34 off 20 with 2-2, two and two, and Nick Foster ended up 24 off 16 balls himself. And they got the job done quite quickly. Uh, the one wicket to fall again went to Lolly, who looked in. To be quite honest, I thought he bowled quite okay, and he also batted beautifully. He looked really tidy. Um, got a little bit tied down with the spinners, but he still did a very good job in, in a lone hand, really. So a very good win there for Stocko, and... Indeed, there was a um, a bonus point had there because the, the overs were they got them in less than sixty percent of the score. Now this uh, scoreboard, uh, the points appear to have been updated. So right now, here is the ladder from twelve to one. So Toronto's on two, Belmont on three, Cardiff Bullaroo on three, Uni on seven, Waratah Mayfield eight, Walls End nine, Stocko on thirteen, Newcastle City fourteen. This is where it gets really tight. Newcastle City fourteen, Charlestown fourteen. West, by means of that draw, 15. Meriwether have had three consecutive wins, 18. And Hamilton, Wickham are on 19. So some familiar um, sides at the top of that ladder. Hamwick's Meriwether West in particular. Bowling on quite nicely. And Charlestown will be very happy where they're at after two games. They've lost a couple of players, but going along quite nicely, Charlestown. And they'll be very, very pleased. And I know, again, to speak about this, but Chris Oliver was very, very happy to see... Um, see Daniel Chillingworth landing him and bowling beautifully, bowling his leads well. Uh, with no disrespect for Janet, I think that that's what should he should bowl because he's a very talented young wrist spinner. And if he gets his confidence back, he's going to be a complete handful. Now, um, as everybody knows, I'm recording this on a Thursday night. The weather forecast is not good. Um, on Friday, it's supposed to rain a lot. So hopefully these games get on. But to be quite frank with you, I think there's only a 50% chance at best we'll get on. The schedule is this. Toronto workers hosting Wests out at JR Ronhill Oval. Newcastle City hosting Stockton and Northern Districts and a very important game for both clubs. That's at Learmonth. Uni host Walls End at Bernie Coke, Curran Oval. Waratah Mayfield host Belmont at Waratah. Hamilton Wickham hosts Merriweather. There's a massive game on the ladder. That is the game of the round. That's at Passmore. And Cardiff Bulleroo are hosting Charlestown at the Pasterfield Sports Complex. That Hamwick's Merriweather game, massive for the for the to, as we get closer to the Tom Locker for, Cup final. It's a huge game for both clubs. And we'll have to see how that they go. Hopefully, Purple get on and play some cricket this weekend. I'm uh, looking forward to getting up to Newcastle again and uh, watching some good cricket and hopefully um, seeing some a good game. Got a lot, lot of friends at Newcastle City and, of course, with my Stocko boys. Be really looking forward to that. Again, um, I'm sorry that Dan can't be with us tonight. Uh, I, it's really, it's when it's one sided, you've just got to sit there and do your best. It was always great to pick the great man's mind. And he's always got a story to tell and so forth. I'm not much of a storyteller, but I wanted to just give you a bit of a rundown as to how the games had gone last weekend. Uh, looking forward to some good cricket this weekend. There's a lot of other cricket coming up. Keep an eye out. Next week, we'll have a bit of a preview of not only NDCA cricket, but there's also Plan B Regional Bash being played on Sunday, the 5th of December, with a four-way um, four Sunday with two, both all four teams playing two games. 
the two Newcastle sides, Lake Mac Attack and the Newcastle Blasters, will play the Hunter Thoroughbeds and the Central Coast Russell crossover grounds, and they won't play each other on the on the fifth. And that game's at the Tugger Regional Sports Complex down here on the Central Coast. That's on the fifth of December. We'll talk a bit more about that next week. Looking forward to it. Very looking forward to see how those games are going. Unfortunately, I won't be there. But uh, that the massive um, first representative um, games of the season on the fifth. Again, from me, Redders, on behalf of Prado, I hope you're all well. Love you all. Take care. Look after yourself. Look after your families. Hope everybody's getting through. Um, Not too far away from hopefully some freedoms in our life and looking forward to having a big rest of the cricket season. On behalf of Prado, this is Redders. You take care. Look after yourself. Bye-bye for now.